we're learning this morning to discuss the the fact that Tavigail came to David and she convinces him to not to attack Novel. We saw last night just in the Peshat of the Psukim the strategy that she used in the firstly so to speak, appeasing his anger, and then afterwards convincing him why it wasn't in his best interest, and even suggesting it was the wrong thing to do. But then we off, like we saw, and she tells him this shouldn't be a source of a mitchell for you, rather that it should be a, a Hashem will protect you, and you're still going to become the king. And we saw she ended up with a very unusual request, and that is, you should remember me as well. So that was the simple shot of Abigail's, uh, so to speak, speech to David, and now we're going to see that there were a number of Chazals which we told about, which obviously are trying to allude to something deeper in what Abigail was saying, and we're trying to, need, we're trying to try and understand that. The first one we mentioned yesterday, that it says that, uh, the Yashami says, you know, without explaining it, try to explain it tonight, it says that Abigail, her shake, her leg was revealed, and the light which came from that, David was halach shloisha parasois, which is a long distance, uh, by the aura of, 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 of her leg. And the question is, what does it mean? Um, we have to explain that. The other point we need to explain is what it says, she says at the end of the end of Hadrasha that this shouldn't be for you, Mirshal. This shouldn't be for Mirshal. Rabbi Chazal also comments, and they ask, what's the zais? This shouldn't be for you. And Mechshel, so on that Chazal have a drasha, they bring that this time it won't be Mechshel for you, but in the future there will be, there will be a Mechshel for you, and that was with Bathsheba. And now the question obviously is, what's the, what's the comparison between the story here of Abigail to the story later with Bathsheba, that she's, Abigail compares one to the other one? And he said, this time you won't be Nechshel, but in the future you will be. What's she referring to? So, and the last point as well. What does she mean when she says to him, you should remember your, your servant, your maid servant, which means herself. And on that, the Gemara pointed out, and again, it's explained as well, there's even Avigal was still really the wife of Nova Lakamri at this stage. But uh, she's already alluding to the fact that maybe one day David will marry her as well. So how would that be the right thing to do? She still knows. She says she's still married to suggest that in the future maybe David will marry her. Why is she saying that? Okay, so those are the questions which help be Chazals, uh, on which comments on what she said. So let's go back and try and uh, put the pieces together and understand maybe a deeper drasha, a deeper me- me- meaning in the message that she gave him. And obviously the Pasuk in the middle. When she talks about the fact that she says, The soul of Amas will be bound up with Hashem. And the nefesh and the soul of your enemies, Hashem will, your kadena will, so to speak, make, like, pull him back as a slingshot. What's it all referring to? So, let's start with that Pasuk. Uh, the Chazal Teres in this Pasuk is one of the clearest examples in Tanakh that we have of being told that there's 
afterlife. There's a Chaim Nachamavis when the Torah talks about directly, and you have a Rebbe here. She says that in the future, the Nefesh, the soul of Adonia, the master of David, will be bound up with the Tzor HaChaim, with the source of life, with Hashem. In other words, there's a concept of the the life which is beyond the life in this world, the life of connection to Ruchnis, to, to Hashem, and that's what happens to the Nefesh of a Tzadik. Because Nefesh Ayvecho, and whereas the soul of your enemy, which is considering a Russia, will be, Hashem will put into the Kafakera. A slingshot. And what's it refer the what's what is the concept of the Kafakera? So the Kabbalah explains it like this. The Kabbalah explains this, and we've spoken about this in previous times, and that is that a person has a ruach, which is really the person's sense of self. The person's identity, the person's feeling of themselves is the ruach. And besides for that, they have a they have a nisham. Now the nisham is something which is always ruchni. The Nisham is something which is always connected to Hashem. And, the, and whatever the person has done, like we said, the person can always say, The Nisham is always tar. The What a person can do, if they do too much bad, is they can detach themselves from the Nisham, which is karis. His karate tatsmo, he cuts himself off from his Nisham. The Nisham is Kadesh, and the person can lose his connection to his Nisham. It's Hadik. And so it connects much more to his neshama. And that's why when it comes to time that a person dies, and the neshama returns to its place of connection with Hashem, so then the nefesh of the tzaddik, or the ruach of the tzaddik, goes with it. Since in the person's lifetime, he connected his ruach, which means his identity himself, to his neshama, so then when he dies, just like the neshama returns to the ruach, the ruach goes back to Shemaim, so then the, the, the nefesh of the tzaddik, which means his identity, that goes up with the neshama. They go up together. And that's why it says, The nefesh of my master should be connected to Chaim. Should be connected with, to the star of life, which is where the neshama comes from. The star Chaim is the connection of, of all the neshamas to the source of life, which is Hashem. And if you've connected to your neshama, because you're a tzaddik, so that in the future, you'll just like the neshama gets reattached to its source, which is the Kedusha, Hashem, same thing, you, your nefesh, which is connected to your neshama, will connect to that as well. That's what happens to the Tzadik. What happens to a Rasha? So a Rasha is a problem, because a Rasha never connected to the neshama. So just because the neshama goes back up to Shemaim, it leaves the Rasha behind. He doesn't have a connection to that neshama. On the other hand, he, has, he doesn't have a body to go into either, because his body is no longer alive. So what happens is, the nefesh of a rasha is really left without a place. He doesn't have a place to go to Shema, into Shemaim because he never connected to Shemaim. He no longer has a body in the arts to go into here either. So he's in limbo, which means he's nowhere. And that's what he called the kafakeda. Then we can explain what kafakeda means. If I would take a stone and I pull it back with a sling and shoot it up into the sky, it'll never stop. It'll go up. It'll fall back down and it gets it's back up again. It's like a yo It goes up and down the whole time. It doesn't have a place. And the nefesh of a rush is in a similar matter, a similar situation. It doesn't have a place. It can't connect to Kedusha. It never, it never made that connection in its lifetime. So the Nishana goes back to the Tzorah but the nefesh of the Rasha can't go with it. On the other hand, there's no way to be here either. Because uh, it's, it's no way. It doesn't have a... It's, it's homeless. It's uh, what you call the Ruchas, which are nevolis, they're lost. They don't have a place to be. And that's what Abigail says to David. She says you should know that you're a tzaddik, and therefore... 
one day your neshama will connect to will connect your ruach will connect to your neshama which goes back to Shemaim and you'll be connected to the Sherish Achaim which there is whereas the Rishayim they don't have a place they, they, they're in a place of no witness they don't have a place in Shemaim they no longer have a place in the Aretz and that's part of the punishment that a Rosha gets okay so starting with that point that Abigail tells David about uh, the, the, as a tzaddik what the reward he's going to get is and why, why did she bring that as part of what she wanted to say? So it's already yesterday that she was trying to say to David that besides for uh, the fact that she, he tried to convince him why he shouldn't kill Novel because we saw Novel wasn't a person that necessarily, this wasn't something personal against David, that Novel always was. The second argument she's saying is that don't, don't do something which is going to ruin your ruchnis. Not your reputation, not your ruchnis, not your siyatatishmai. And therefore, same thing here. Over here, if, to be a tzaddik means you want to connect to that level, and doing something wrong will just separate you from your neshama. And uh, and rather around the fact that if it's deserved, Hashem will take care of it. That was simply like we said yesterday. That was part of her. That was part of her, uh, so to speak, way to try and convince David not to not to kill Nabal. But there's another point here as well, and that is that is that. The Maisa, Abigail, we know, was on a very high level. She was at one of the Leviyas. She got the level of being a Navi. On the other hand, her husband, Novel, so she describes him herself as Kishmoy Kainu, Novel who the Vada Imoy. So uh, we wonder about the connection of the uh, Shidduch of Novel and Abigail. It's like the Fasak says, Kidayanuch Shevet Arasha Agarana Tzadikim. The Shevet Arasha shouldn't rest on the Gara Tzadikim. And the Nechazal says that a Rasha shouldn't marry a lady who's a Tadekis because then she's going to shave it to Russia. So as authority of the Russia, you can interfere with the girl at Tadekis. And uh, that's not the way it's meant to be. That's not the way it's meant to be. And therefore, the fact that uh, on the one hand, within the same Russia, so she talks about the matters of what David is going to achieve. And then he'll be the king, and Hashem will be with him, and, and all the matters that will accrue to him. And at the same time, she talks about how negatively about how bad her husband is, and how someone Hashem will punish Hashem, and how much he doesn't deserve. So, if you're talking on that level of the ruchnius, we're talking on that level of the ruchnius. So, really, the un, unspoken question is like, if novel's so bad, so then. Like, how do you understand? Why, why would she be the one who's married to him? Why would she be the one who's connected to him? Um, and she takes responsibility. She says, I know my husband would have never given you anything. Rather, you should have come to me. And it was my fault that you didn't get, I would have taken care of everything. In other words, she's, she's, she's presenting herself as, you know, he's not doing the right thing, and she's a Russia, and I'm a Tadek, because I'm doing the right thing, and I'll be the one to help you. I'm going to bring you food. I'm the one who's going to ask on his behalf. So, I've come to understand the principle that in some way, the, the sham of uh, Ishva Isha are connected. So then it looks like a very big mismatch to us, how novel mm-hmm. Russia can be married to Abigail the Sadekis. You know, we find other times maybe a person, uh, a lady who outshone her husband, we don't, we don't find there's such a drastic change of Tzadik in Russia. It's just too. Mm-hmm. So, what was the hand? So, what, what, was the, what, what was the unspoken implication? And that is, that, uh, like she says herself, 
that that's all you can normally work from as that Hashem should punish him and all those who wish bad for you. In other words, she's basically suggesting that uh, no one deserves to be punished. And as we know, if a man gets killed, whatever the case is, then he's no longer there. That's the vital the connection to his wife. We know that a kindness husband that he separates from her husband either with Gat or with Mrs. Sabah. And uh, that's okay if her husband dies. So she said twice in the Drasha that Hashem should punish all her enemies like Novel. So she's really suggesting in the Drasha that is that she sees that Novel's going to get punished. Novel's going to get punished. And if that's the case, then once once that happens, so then Abigail is no longer connected to him. And therefore she's not she's no longer, so to speak, bound by what happens to Novel. That's the one point. Now, at the same time, if she's just a Dekas and she's just talking to David and saying how much Hashem is going to help him and how much he's going to be zechut to. So then, there was a certain thought which would have come to David that then maybe she's right for him. If she's not right for Nova because he's a Russia and she's a Sadekis, then, uh, and then, then Batsim, like she said herself, there's the, 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 that Hashem will do for David and give him bracha and look after him and bring him to the need of Kai Yisrael. If, if that's the, if, if that's the roadmap, if that's what's deserved by a tzaddik, so then if she's being a tzaddik, she deserves someone like that too. The 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 Chazal tell us that therefore the thought which came to David was, "And coming, you saying that no one should get punished, and like you don't want responsibility. Like you you're saying that you're responsible for him." On the contrary, he's saying such a Russia. So then the thought came to him that no, maybe, maybe then I shouldn't uh, thank you. Maybe I shouldn't uh, uh, punish Novel. Let Hashem punish him. But part of the Cheshmer would be that if Hashem punishes him, he'll punish Novel, not every guy. That's why Chazal said that what God told him is this shouldn't be a Mishal for you. It shouldn't be a source of mixture for you. And besides that, uh, to, to spill that for nothing, and an interesting passage, and for which literally means, and to say, for my master is safe for him. My master is safe for him. Which means, Abigail had a certain hargasha she felt. And that is maybe David thought, you know, if we kill Nabal, then, then Abigail is muttered because it's not Ash's issue anymore. And then there would be a machshava in his mind that that would be a, a, a reason why he would have a, even have a half a minute to kill Novel. Besides for everything until now. Abigail got scared. Because why? She, on the one hand, she had told David that how bad Novel is, how much is the Russian, how much he doesn't deserve to live, how much Hashem should punish him. And she's giving him in the bush, in the level of a Navi. So the other thing is, maybe David's going to think, you know what, I, maybe I shouldn't kill Novel for what he did wrong in the past, but it'll be a way to, so to speak, to take him out this, if I take him out of the picture, then Abigail's not a gracious ish. Mm-hmm. So that's what she says to him, that there shouldn't be a mixture for you to think like that, of doing anything to Nava, to kill, to spill blood for nothing. shouldn't say that before. Why? Because if he's talking about that David felt that I'm a Melech and I deserve to, he deserves to be punished, so then she could argue with him, you know, maybe you don't have the dinner of a Melech yet, maybe you shouldn't take care of the fights of the Melech, whatever it's going to be. But now she's thinking, maybe David's going to think, you know, now that I've met Abigail, mm-hmm. I think that's the reason to kill Nava. That's definitely not a reason to kill him. He may be a Russia, but you definitely can't kill him because he's a Russia because he wants his wife. And that's why she says, 
there shouldn't be a mikshal for you to spill blood for nothing and to say and for my, the king to save somebody for himself. Uh, in other words, that the, the implication is, don't think that now you want to kill Novel is, is peculiar because you want me, and therefore you're going to kill Novel to make sure that Aisha says, that'll be, that should that cause an Ovin. That would be something wrong to do. That, that the motivation was wrong, and uh, it's not coming from a righteous place of indignation, it's coming from a, 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 a negative thing. That's why she put the two together, that it will be a mikshal if you wanted to spill innocent blood in order to save her for him. That would be also, and he said that rather, like she said the whole time. If Hashem is going to take care of Naval, okay, then then I'll be more terrorist. That's something else. But don't that, that shouldn't be a cheshbon for you. Why to kill Naval? And that's what Chazal says, yes. because that's exactly what happened by Uriah Chiti. David wanted Bachava, and she's Aisha's age, so David organized that Uriah gets killed so that he can take Bachava. Exactly the same thing. It's a girl was scared of here. We could even suggest further. She was in a veer, and she maybe understood that there was a possible mechshal by David, and that's why she said you shouldn't be mechshal on that. That wasn't, uh, and Chazal pointed out that right now uh, David wasn't, but it was something in the future, exactly the same setup. When Chazal said it, that David understood that Bechever was made for him, but she was married to Uriah, and therefore he had to try and engineer the fact that Uriah got killed in order to be matched in Bechever. This is exactly what Abigail was scared David would do with Nobel as well, and that's what she tells him don't, don't, make, don't make us into a mixture. Besides everything else, why it wouldn't be a good idea for him to kill Nobel. This idea also, and that is that he might want to do it in order to be matched by Cheva and by Abigail, that would be an offer. And that's why, even though we said it's, a, it's the wrong thing for a married lady to discuss, like one day I might be muttered to you, in the context of the possible, you understand what she's saying. She's saying, like you said before, that you shouldn't be the one to punish Nobel. If Hashem wants to punish him, then, then if that's what it's necessary, that Hashem punish him. And the same thing over here. If 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 uh, if, uh, if uh, you know, about herself, if she's meant for David, so then let Hashem sort it out, and then she'll be mutter. You should be the one to punish to try and kill Novel in order to matter her. So that's the that's the the, the, the second part of what she said. Now let's go to the first part. We saw that there was a there was a, the Chazal say. That when she met David, that she was Megana Shaika, her leg, and David went to the field, Shreja Parasais. And you ask, what does it mean? Obviously, she was also there because she wasn't trying to reveal her leg. So, what's the idea that because that David went Shreja Parasais? And what, what was it referred to? So, the first thing I have to share with you is that the, the Ramami panel explains this. The Ramami panel explains that the Nuvur. Comes to the middle, which is called Netzach. Comes to a middle called Netzach. The Tachodesh Baruch gives information to the that they're going to be successful, they're going to succeed. That's the Mesa Netzach, and Nevoah comes through the middle of Netzach with Nevoah positive Nevoah. Nevoah predicting reward, predicting success, predicting bracha. Mm-hmm. That comes to the middle of Netzach, and the Netzach is always referred to as the leg. When we're talking about the different middles, what part of the body we ascribe to each one, so Netzach and Hoid are two middles which are referred to as the two legs. And if that's the case, the Ramani Panam says what Chazal meant when they said that every girl was regarded as she showed her leg, and it's talking about Kayach of Nebuah, which is Netzach, which is referred to as a leg, and then she told David that she should get Nebuah, that he's going, in fact, he's going to be the king. Now, David already knew that. Now, Shmuel and Nebuah already told him that, but now what she was telling him was, and that is that, 
She said uh, three things more than that. Not is going to be the king. She said, number one, that Hashem is going to make uh, a, a bias Neman, a reliable, so to speak, dynasty for Dagamer. So not just he would be the king, but he would be the beginning, beginning of a dynasty of kings. Number one. Number two, Hashem will fight his battles for him. And number three, Verona to Matzel Chav Yamecha. There won't be uh, there won't be anything bad which will happen to you during your lifetime. So here we have three different points of the book, which David was being told by Avigail, and that's what the Rami Vani explains what she meant, what the Chazal mean. That she was Megala Hashog, which means she was Megala Benavu, uh, these three things of David, and because of that David went with that information, with that guarantee, with that bracha, um, we call three parasites, three three distances. Each of the three things he was promised mm-hmm. was like a certain kayak, he had to go with it. That's why the Ramami Panel explains this idea of what Chazal meant. Um, there's, not, there's another very interesting shot as well. I'm just bringing it to uh, it's brought in the Akhrayim too. And that is that it says that, it says that the Gemara, the Gemara says that um, when Rabbi Yechanan came to visit Rabbi Yechanan in Padas, so Rosbas, besides of being ill, was very poor. He couldn't afford a candle. So he was lying in the dark. So he couldn't see anything. So what he did, the Gemara says, is Gadi Dare. He rolled up his sleeve, showed on his arm, and it shone brightly that it lit up the whole room. So you see that the Batadikin was such a thing that his skin shone. And uh, as uh, I saw that the Refreshment pointed out there, uh, why did his arm? The fact that he walked into the room, why didn't his face shine the same way? So it's a good question, but we have to say is Kanira that, that that shine that there was by Tadik was the Afghan parts of the body which weren't always on display. It was brighter. And therefore Nobi's face didn't blind up but, uh, but showing his arm did. Why it's like that, we have to explain the reason behind the whole Gemara, but just it's an interesting observation. That it needed him to unroll like wrap off his sleeve to light the room. His face, Kanira couldn't light the room by the, on the side. And on that the Mephoshim said the same idea over here. And there as we saw previously that Abigail, because she was riding her own donkey, and they didn't ride this, so she couldn't ride side saddle, she had to ride the donkey, mm-hmm. like with one leg on each side of the donkey. What? With one leg over each side of the Sideways. donkey, she, oh. normally a lady would oh, ride sideways, but over here she had to in a rash, she didn't want to ride her, she was scared, so she had to ride normally. What's always, why shouldn't a lady do that? It's possible, because if she has to ride normally, so then it's very hard to cover her legs. And now the first is a very interesting thing. And that is, as a result of that, part of her lower leg was un- became uncovered mm-hmm. because of she was, the way she ran the donkey. And then he said that, we saw the, the Chazal explained before, what happened was, Abigail was coming down the mountain from one side, David was coming down the mountain from the other side, they met mm-hmm. at the bottom. So, the unfortunately explained that what, what Chazal mean is that, just like Abigail and the girl was a Tzedekist, and therefore, her leg would shine. So, David and his fathers on the other mountain, could see something shining. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took him three parts of the journey until they got to where Abigail was. So all of the Irish, such parts, they could see the, the light, so to speak, shining mm-hmm. from her skin from three parts away, which is just a sign that she was a Tzedekis. And therefore that they would be able to see that, that, that radiance which came from her, just like we found by Rabbi Yechonah. Which is also an interesting interpretation of the Yishami. And just one last point. To put it into the context of everything else. And that is that um, there was three different arguments Abigail used, like we saw, to try and convince David not to not to kill Novel. The first one was that it's nothing to do with you. He's just a bad person. 
So it's not like you rebelled against you, it's not like he was coming to insult you. He's a bad person, leave him alone. It's not a, you, you made a mistake by going to talk to him. So if not, he's not the person to talk to. You should have come to him. So that was the first argument she used. The second, the second argument she used, and you see, he came to me, I brought you food. So you should have gone to him, that was just a mistake. The second uh, argument she brought is, don't tarnish your reputation in Shemaim. And uh, you want Hashem to help you, that Hashem help you. Why should you be involved in doing something which is bad for you? Mm-hmm. And that's the second argument. And the third argument is, this eventually says the point, it would be wrong to kill him. It would be wrong to kill him because, number one, he doesn't deserve to die because of what he did to you. He's not, you're not a melech yet. Or your, your, your motivation might not be completely pure. Whatever the case is. The Gemara says something similar uh, in Babasha about a certain lady also, they had to come and implore with one of the Chachamim to save somebody. And the Gemara calls it a certain lack of tzniyas, so someone has to, a lady has to, who's curious, to come to a different man to try and beg him to save someone's life. Mm-hmm. And therefore the, the, the third way of saying the me was that there was, a, there was a certain, so to speak, impropriety about the fact that Abigail had to be the one to come to David in the middle of the night. It's not the day of the lady to do that, to try and beg him to save her husband. So there was a certain level of lack of tzniyas in, in, in that activity. While the Gemara is a lot of the Gali Shaykh, because, as you know, the Shaykh, the Mishaburah says, it's not Me'ikaradin, the best that people have to cover, it's a quest on what's considered B'nai Yisrael, what, what Jewish women do. So she was doing something Jewish women don't normally do. Jewish women don't normally have to come and like, implore with a strange man to save their husband. So David puts Avigar in that situation. So it's considered Megala Shaika. She had to act in a way which wasn't up to the standards of Tznias, which normally ran. But the man said, David listened to her. And therefore he went to Ira 3 for a which means all the three arguments that she advanced why he shouldn't kill Novel, David accepted. So even though it was uh, maybe a very drastic move on her part, which she had to do, but uh, it had the effect of forestalling the, so to speak, the damage that could have been done had she not stopped David and had he come and killed Novel. Either way, that's the understanding of the deeper level of what Abigail said. Both that the fact that we spoke about the Ruchnius that it says that Tzadik, your Ruch, your will connect to you on the Shama, you got the Shemaim, the Nefesh of Russia doesn't do that. And there's another point here also, and that we saw that had David had an intention that, you know, she's just like, she doesn't deserve, no one doesn't deserve a wife like that. Really, she should be married to a Tzadik. So then, that she said that was the second, that was the second interpretation we saw. And that is, she was telling him, if that's the case, then I shouldn't take care of it. Mm-hmm. Don't be the one to, to 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 try to kill, so to speak, to be mad to, to be mad to him, her to, her to him. And like she said, don't make that mistake. That was the same mistake which you made by Bachelor, or he will make in the future by Bachelor. And then the last point, and then as we saw that, what does it mean that she was Magadha her Sheikh, and David walked three parts about the art? So you saw three different explanations. Either the explanation of the Rami panel, which means she revealed in a word to him. She revealed a prophecy to him. That's considered the Lugar of the Shaykh, where the Revelle comes from, that Midah. Or it means that the, the light of her skin, which shone, so David was see from the opposite mountain, that's how bright it was, which is the level of her, of, of her, of her level, that her skin radiated so brightly. Or the last one we said was, it was something which was maybe in keeping with the, what's normally accepted as sneers, but it was necessary to save Novel, and therefore David accepts all the things she points to him, she, she argues for him, and then that's a case that justified, so to speak, uh, what she did.